feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is The Rita Cosby Show. Tonight on the Rita Cosby Show, if I'm not getting whiplash enough from all the news with my orcas, this one I had to read about 20 times to make sure I was reading it correctly. Uh, There is a story that's just come out that said that the Biden administration may approve a waiver as early as tomorrow that will allow Iran to access at least $10 billion in previously frozen funds held in Iraq. Does that make any sense to you? It's been just over a month since, of course, the Hamas group, the terror group, which is backed by Tehran, launched that brutal assault on Israel. And now the administration is looking at extending multi-billion dollar sanction relief. The waiver would have done that and that they may approve a waiver that will at least now allow them to give them an exemption to give Iran access to more money. Does that make any sense? It would allow Iraq to transfer frozen electricity payments into Iranian-owned bank in Europe and Oman. Why wouldn't you be doing everything you could to block the Biden administration from giving any funds to Iran? They haven't been sanctioning them on oil. And now somehow you're going to allow this waiver to take place potentially so they could get access to $10 billion. Why the heck would you ever do that at this time? You're supposed to making Tougher for Iran, not easier for Iran, Mr. President. What is going on with this White House? Is there any policy that they're doing that could actually be positive for this country? I'm astounded. I am astounded. They were planning on giving the $6 billion, remember? And then suddenly, even after the war, they didn't freeze it. They have now apparently sort of put it in temporary pause, but they won't even admit to it publicly. They're such cowards. And now we're hearing that they may actually allow Iran to get access to $10 billion through this bank that would go through Oman and also Europe through an Iraqi bank. Why would you ever do that? I mean, this just doesn't make sense, but it would be par for the course with this administration. That's for sure. And this comes after there have been all these attacks on U.S. forces and U.S. bases in the Middle East in the last, gosh, it's only been, it's been you know, a little over a month, not even a month since these attacks started. They started October 17th, essentially, about 10 days after the war, after the onslaught by the Hamas terrorists on Israel. And since October 17th, so it hasn't even been a month, there have been 52 strikes by Iranian proxies, many of them coming from Syria, some of them coming from Yemen. Of course, you've got Hezbollah in Lebanon. There's all these different locations where they're coming from. 
And finally, the administration, first time they hit like two empty warehouses. Next time they hit another building, like totally symbolic as opposed to being effective. Well, they did do another strike over the weekend, and they claim that they took out six terrorist fighters. Uh, There's probably hundreds of thousands of them around the world, but they took out six of them. At least they took out six. But why are they being so lame? Why are they being so restrained? Listen to General Jack Keene. He was former vice chief of staff of the Army. Um, And this is what he had to say, because he said that these strikes, these small pricks, if you will, because they're just like little needle points. You know, they're barely being effective. And he says, if they really cared about going after Iran, which is the head of the snake, then you got to go full force. You can't just kind of do a little prick here and a little prick here and say, look, see, I gotcha. Take a listen. Here is Jack Keene. And what he said is the U.S. strategy, what they should do. But he doesn't see Biden doing this anytime in sight. Well, the focus certainly changed. This is the third strike, and this time the focus was on people, a training center and a safe house, where obviously people uh, were were in there, as as opposed to weapons and ammunition in storage sites in the last two. I don't know if it's going to be effective. I would want it to be effective, as, as everybody does. My sense is it will not be because it's not comprehensive enough just dealing with the proxies themselves. What am I talking about? Go after the leaders, go after the fighters, go after the rockets, missiles, drones, go after all the logistical infrastructure, do it all at once in one night. That's well within U.S. strike capability, no risk to a single pilot in doing that. That, I think, may get their attention. That certainly would get their attention, and at least then they would understand that the U.S. means business. So far, all we hear from the administration is don't. And then they think, what, these three strikes after all the political pressure that have done really nothing, that have been, like, embarrassing, that that is going to cause? I contend his weakness and the way he is, first of all, continuing to allow a run to fund the war. That's funding Hamas. That's funding Hezbollah. That's funding the Houthis in Yemen. It's funding all of these groups that are hitting U.S. bases and elsewhere and still attacking Israel uh, and anybody who's an uh, enemy of democracy, if you will. The fact that they haven't put their foot down on something that's so basic, like enforcing the oil sanctions, that's ridiculous. And now they're about to give them even more access to funds. What is wrong with this administration? Why are they so, so reckless? And it is reckless because if you're going to fight evil. You can't just say, can you imagine going to Hitler? You know, uh, in 1939, Hitler, don't, don't do it. You think Hitler would have stopped? You think he would have said, oh, maybe I shouldn't go into Poland. Maybe I shouldn't go into all these other countries because, uh, you know, America says don't. I mean, you have got to be kidding me. This is so weak and it's actually creating, I think, a much bigger problem than had he shown might at first, shown clarity at first, shown strength at first. You could even contend with Ukraine. Had he shown clarity and strength against Russia, they may not have gone in either. But here we are. Thank you, President Biden. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Frank. Line one. Frank, your thoughts. Hey, how are you, Rita? 
Good, good. But I'm, I'm telling you, I am perplexed. Uh, is he our president or is he somebody else's president? Because he doesn't seem to be working for America these days. Rita, this has nothing to do with Biden. It has to do with Obama. Just remember that secret fry that went over Iran and they came up with pallets of billions of dollars. Come on, follow the money. It's very easy. It's nothing to do with Biden. This is all Obama saying. Obama is an Iran sympathizer. So you believe you believe uh, what this is like Obama administration part three? Is that your uh, thoughts? A thousand percent. You just have to follow the money. Look how much money. <laughs> look, look how much property Obama has. Where did that money came from? Where did that money came from? Yeah. Absolutely. By the way, by the way, uh, when let's go back. And in fact, Frank, to your point about Obama, if you look at the history here and you look at Obama, remember the pallets of cash coming in the middle of the night to Iran. What the heck is going on with these people? I mean, and Why? now and now you're hearing that they want to give, you know, a free up. Uh, they're mulling the approval of a fresh ten billion dollars to Iran right now. The fact that they're even considering it and it's not cut off, isn't that shocking to you? Or I guess it's sadly par for the course. Rita, Ukraine. Come on, Rita. Look all the money that went to Ukraine, to the most corrupt country in the world. People are getting Greece in this country. Come on, Rita. Well, you know what? You're right. It could be the big industrial complex. Is that where you think? Big money. Exactly. Rita, Rita, Rita. How sad. Rita, everybody says... Biden, Biden, Biden. Biden is, is just a puppet. You know that. Everybody knows that. Well, and, that, uh, by the way, by the way, that's why he's there, Frank, because boy, uh, boy, is he uh, acting like a puppet because you've got to have a screw loose for someone at this point to even consider giving one dollar to Iran, let alone potentially freeing up access to 10 billion dollars right now. I mean, it, it, it's it's frightening to me. And you know what? Uh, I actually, I you know, and when people at first you say, oh, it's Obama pulling the strings, I actually believe you because I'm telling you there is so much going on right now that is so counterproductive to the American homeland. It's shocking. And Obama, uh, same thing with the pallets of cash in the middle. It's been this appeasement policy towards Iran. And also, I think about the moment when there were protesting in the streets of Iran, too, Frank, and Obama. There was That was that moment. There were so many young people that were really courageous. They were protesting out there. It was during Obama's time. And there was a moment where it really was gaining steam, and he didn't do anything. And guess what? Those people, many of them were executed. Many of them were imprisoned. And it was squashed because the regime uh, was able to do it because nobody stepped in. Uh, America didn't step in and the others did not step in. American did not lead. And that's a dangerous place to be. And sadly, I see us in the same spot now. And that saddens me. Frank, thank you. Really important call. Great call, Frank. Let's go to uh, Dom in Minnesota. Dom, your thoughts. Yeah, it looks like Rita Joseph Robinette Hussein Obama is running the country right now. <laughs> but, you know, it's really starting to feel like Alejandro Mayorkas 
could have been one of the very lucky gotaways from many, many years ago. <laughs> yeah, you're right. He's, yeah, he's been the most successful gotaway right in front of us away, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, you know what? You're right, because if, if anybody deserved to be impeached, if that, if, Dom, can you imagine if you and I were in Congress, I would have been like, you don't even need to finish the sentence, impeached. You know, I mean, I it's like, where's the mystery? Yeah, I can't I can't got away from 30 seconds from my sheriff. He's going to come looking for me because he's got everything about me. So, you know, I am I am a first generation American. It took me 15 years to become a citizen worth every minute of my 15 year struggle. So my love of country is right now unshakable. And, you know, the, the Senate will never impeach my because it's democratic and it's led by the very faithful leader, Cocaine Mitch. That's the problem. So, wait, wait, wait. Where's the cocaine? I didn't, was there some cocaine in his cocaine background? Mitch. That's what that's what that's what I used to call him. Cocaine Mitch. Mitch McConnell. Yeah, no, I know what you're talking about. I didn't know there was any cocaine. That's a new one. Um, but, 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 Dom, he needs some cocaine because sometimes he looks half asleep, you know, but that's a whole other matter. But, but, exactly Dom, right. uh, but, Dom, you know, um, what's interesting is you're correct that it would never have gone anywhere once it went to the Senate, which is why belabor it. Even if, even if, even if they don't have the votes, and clearly the Democrats are always going to vote in lockstep. The Democrats run the Senate because that's why Chuck Schumer, of course, is the Senate majority leader now. And Mitch is the cocaine Mitch, as you call him, is the minority leader. Um, so you're right. It would never go anywhere. So, so, but why, but why not vote for it just to at least show some courage on your own part? They can't even get it through the Republican party, let alone get it through the House. That's shameful, Dom. It is. It is absolutely is. You know, right now, the new mantra of all the liberal radio stations that I listen to, because I want to get the full perspective, is that Trump is exhibiting cognitive decline during his rallies and his radio interviews. That's psychological projection. That seems to be the new weapon of choice for Democrats to try and keep Trump from exterminating cocaine, Hamas and the Ayatollah from the White House. Right. God forbid uh, we try to clean up the White House. Right, Dom? And and the next thing we know, they're going to tell us that uh, Joe Biden is the most spry guy we know. (laughs) I'm waiting for that one. Dom, thank you very much. We're going to continue with your calls after the break, everybody. 1-800-848-9222. You're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. This is the Rita Cosby Show. Well, Biden seems to be all over the place, and he doesn't know how to rein in even his fellow Democrats. Rashida Tlaib just has the hits keep on coming. Listen to what she had to say about Israel just 
a little bit ago and what she thinks should happen to Gaza. And we will not stop until we save lives. We will continue to demand a ceasefire, demand the immediate delivery of humanitarian aid in Gaza, demand the release of all hostages and those arbitrarily detained, demand every American to come home, and demand that Palestinian people to live free from occupation. She had to get that occupation line in there. I was ready for her to say, we hate Israel. That was probably the next line. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Dave in Pennsylvania. Line two. Dave, your thoughts. Thanks, Rita. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah, you know, I just want to add to what you heard from your previous callers is that, you know, uh, Biden, well, I should say it's not Biden. It's the Democratic Party puppet masters. It's, it is uh, Obama 2.0. If you remember that when Obama pulled out of Iraq prematurely and gave rise to ISIS, he was running around, you know, authorizing drone strikes all over the place. None of them ever being effective. Trump comes into office. He authorizes, you know, a solid military attack. You don't hear about ISIS anymore. This is all about destabilization. They want these characters around, these global, you know, elitists. And they know, Rita, that they won't be held accountable thanks to the China financially affiliated news media, which makes about 70% of the major news um, networks. You, you have people even like Stan who don't get it. He even listens to you. How, so you can imagine how brainwashed and influenced the people are that they know, and this is all pre-calculated, they're not going to be held accountable. By the, by the way, did you hear Stan still never gave me a yes or no answer when I asked him, do you believe Mayorkas has allowed the border to be open? Does he think the border is open? Stan wouldn't even, that was like a trick question to Stan. Uh, but, but, but you're right. They, they seem to want to enjoy, no, I'm not talking about Stan, but I'm just talking about, uh, Biden and Obama, this sort of chaos in the world. Like they, for some reason, they seem to think they want that. And it, it doesn't benefit America. And that's a very sad thing, Dave, don't you think? I mean, my goodness. Yeah, I mean, it is. Well, this is what classic globalist elitist mindset is. They have no problem allowing hundreds of thousands of Americans dying from fentanyl poisons, uh, children, tens of thousands of children being horribly uh, sexually exploited. And it's all because it's all being allowed from the border. Yep. You, no, you're right. You are 1000 percent. That border is wide open. And that's not a trick question. Cosby is on. The Rita Cosby Show presents Support Our Heroes. Segment which I love doing every night here on the Rita Cosby Show in tonight's great Support Our Heroes segment. Here is a powerful story coming from Knoxville, Tennessee where veteran Milton Jones never thought that he would be standing on a stage with Congressman Tim Burchett and also Knox County, Tennessee Mayor Glenn Jacobs. But over the weekend, the 101-year-old World War II veteran was honored at a ceremony at a local church with both of those gentlemen there. The congressman said, I think right now, especially in our country, when it seems like there's a lot of strife, 
it's important that we recognize these true heroes. And here's a little bit of background about veteran Milton Jones. He was born and raised in East Tennessee. And with his technological background in the Army Signal Corps, Jones worked on the unprecedented top-secret World War II program, the Manhattan Project, in which the United States rushed to develop and deploy the world's first atomic weapons. Veteran Jones said that, wow, quote, Oak Ridge was a great part in my life. There is nothing like Oak Ridge. After speaking about his time in the service, he returned home, and he also helped veterans after that, serving and making sure that they got the support they needed in the community. What a great, great story, and wonderful to see this great veteran of the greatest generation honored for his great service before the mayor and also a member of Congress. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation delivers on its promise to do good and never forget the sacrifices of America's greatest heroes. Heroes like Bristol, Connecticut Police Sergeant Dustin DeMonte. He sustained fatal gunshot wounds after responding to a domestic violence incident, leaving behind his expectant wife and two children. Tunnel to Towers paid the mortgage on the DeMonte family home, lifting a financial burden. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2, T.org. And we love honoring our men and women in uniform. And boy, do I love the Tunnel to Towers Foundation. They do such incredible work. I encourage all of you to take a look at that. Well, speaking of the military, things are certainly getting heated. We have many men and women in the Mideast. And of course, things are very volatile right now. And at this moment, we know that the Israeli, the IDF, the Israeli Defense Forces have surrounded Al-Shifa Hospital. And that is the main hospital there. There's also a a children's wing of that hospital. And they believe right under sort of the children's section, surprise, surprise, that's where the Israelis say that the Hamas tunnels are and the Hamas headquarters. So they're trying to get the people out of the hospital. They've been telling them that for weeks. In fact, they even sent fuel to the hospital so the hospital could operate. And they have on videotape, you see these guys from Hamas coming in. It looks like they stole the fuel. So, wow, the Hamas guys are really caring about the people in the Palestinian territories. Uh, they're really looking out for their own people. They're using their people as human shields, which is why they have themselves underneath that hospital to begin with. And just a little bit ago, here is the Prime Minister of Israel, Benjamin Netanyahu, saying that what they are doing right now, they have to take out Hamas, which is why they've got to get into those tunnels. they got to try to get the hostages. They still have 240 hostages. There's word that there might be a hostage swap coming soon. We'll see if that happens. But they believe that the hostages are either still in the tunnels or were at least there. At least some of them are there. And they believe that many of the hardened Hamas fighters and Hamas leadership are in those tunnels right below the hospital. So again, they're trying to minimize. That's why they could have just gone in and blasted the place. They didn't. They're sending fuel. They're trying to get people out. So then the Hamas individuals will hopefully be the only ones remaining. 
But the people from that are leading Hamas, these terrorists, they don't want the people to leave because they want as many Palestinians to die and to use them as human shields so then they can use that as propaganda. Why aren't the good people in the Palestinian territories banding in together with the rest of the good world and saying, enough, Hamas, get out of this place. You're killing us. Imagine if they were working with Israel and said, hey, let's get them out of here. If everybody together in the world, all the good people were saying, let's get out, let's kick these guys out, let's isolate them. And instead, they're being kept there as guinea pigs. So it's making the job so much harder for Israel. But listen to what the prime minister had to say about how key it is to get rid of the terrorists now, once and for all. We're telling them to leave. And in telling fact, them we're or helping them? Safe, helping them by creating safe corridors. So we have designated routes to a safe zone south of Gaza City where there's no uh, fighting. And we're telling them, go ahead, move. And by the way, 70,000 have moved three days ago. I think 50,000 moved yesterday. More will move today. We want all the civilians to be removed out of harm's way. And Hamas is doing everything in their power to keep them in harm's way. Do you they believe, put missiles below. Yes, go ahead. Do you believe right. that there are hostages below that hospital? Israeli or American hostages? Well, I'm not going to go into uh, the intelligence picture we have. But, uh, you know, this, this, there's been this vicious thing. They take hostages. Imagine a baby is, is held hostage. Who takes a baby hostage? Yeah, I don't know if you have children down. I'm sure your camera crew has, and we all have children. What is this taking children hostages, threatening to kill them? I mean, this is savagery of the highest order. So obviously we're doing everything in our power to achieve two things. One, destroy Hamas, because without it, none of us have a future. And it's not only our war, it's your war too. It's the battle of civilization against barbarism. And if we don't win here... This scourge will, will pass. The Middle East will, will pass to other places. Yeah. Middle East will fall. Europe is next. You'll be next. And I, but it's the, the first goal is to de- destroy Hamas, and the second goal is to bring back our hostages. We're trying to do both. They are trying to do both. I mean, think about the shoe on the other foot. If Hamas was there now, you think they'd care about getting the people out of the hospital? They would like it, given what they did on October 7th. I mean, that's what's so... Horrific, And what a contrast to the way that the Israelis are conducting this war, sending leaflets, telling them to get out, sending in gas in the middle of the bombings, trying to separate those individuals that are civilians from the terrorists. And yet the protests keep on coming over the weekend in England. There were like 300,000 people marching in London I've never seen such a huge crowd on Friday night. Also in New York, Grand Central Station closed down and there were actually protesters who were tearing down not just Israeli flags, but American flags as they were hiding their faces. Shame on them. You're in this country. There are a lot of people now on the Republican side saying, you know, that maybe if somebody's involved in any of these kind of protests, they should be deported. And I think it's actually a really good idea. What are you doing in this country if you're tearing down uh, the American flag? And if you're also blasting Israel with vile vitriol supporting Hamas? It's crazy. So listen to also actress Susan Sarandon, who was at a pro-Palestinian rally, and she took some swipes at Israel in the last day or so. 
I stand here in my cruelly given white privilege to say that you don't have to be Palestinian to stand with the Palestinian people. You do, you do not have to be Palestinian to understand that the slaughter of almost 5,000 children is unacceptable and a war crime. You do not have to be Palestinian to understand that war crimes are being delivered every single day according to the UN and other humanitarian groups. That was a lot of that mouthful. Wow, wow, wow. And yet in the middle of all this, you could tell that President Biden is cracking also under all this pressure from the political spectrum. He came out and, of course, he said, yes, I support Israel. But then, uh, listen to first off, this is Jake Sullivan, his national security advisor. He's asked, is Israel following the laws of war? And for some reason, he had trouble answering that question. You said today, uh, as you said a number of times, about the importance of the laws of war being upheld. Um, Israel has killed around 11,000 Palestinians. Around two-thirds of those are women and children. Uh, the situation in the hospitals is dire. Israel has dropped an astronomical amount of uh, ordnance in very built-up areas. Is Israel, in your view, abiding by the laws of war? And well, if it is, how do you come to that conclusion? Well, as I said yesterday, I, Jake Sullivan, standing here, I'm not in a position to be judge and jury to make that determination. It's a legal determination. What I can do is state for you the clear policy of the Biden administration, which we have been unequivocal about from the beginning of this conflict. And that is that even though Hamas is using civilians as human shields, is burrowing into civilian areas with its rocket emplacements that they are continuing to launch every single day at civilian areas in Israel, that puts an added burden on the IDF, but it does not lessen their responsibility to act in ways that separate terrorists from civilians and does everything in their power to protect civilian but lives. That, is, that was the case. That remains the case today. That is the message that we've said publicly, and we communicate to our Israeli counterparts privately, and we do that on a daily basis. And in the middle of all of that, you heard, I couldn't answer that question. It was like a dodging and weaving and then in the last few hours, listen to this quote. President Biden is asked by reporters on Monday uh, about Israel. And he says, quote, my hope and expectation is that there will be less intrusive action relative to hospitals. Sounds like he's criticizing Israel. And remember, he also said he's pushing for a pause. They're now doing this four-hour-a-day pause, remember? How are you going to do a war with four hours a day? He wanted a lot longer, remember? He wanted a ceasefire. He, I mean, you know, you can't make this up. What is he trying to do? He says he's supporting Israel, yet a lot of his actions are not helpful to Israel, that's for sure, and seem to be helpful to Hamas. And then, as I just told you, there's reports that he may give a waiver to some sanctions that would allow for Iran to have another access to 10 billion bucks. That's just what you need right now while they're firing at American troops and firing at Israel. How does that make any sense? 
1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Tony. Your thoughts, Tony. This is a mess. It is a mess, but let's let's stay focused. That's what I'm trying to do. And you know what? What's required in a war where someone goes and attacks and kills all those innocent people, they are demonic, and this is a war against good and evil. And if you want to call it anything else, they can do that. But it's good and evil, and evil has to be eradicated, and it's done by total welfare, total warfare. Any war that we've won in this country, Rita, it hasn't been won by let's just think what we're going to do today. You know, we have to remember, and I wanted to just tell you this before the night's over. You know, our friend, our friends in the Biden administration are very close and in bed with Iran. There has been a spy ring that was uncovered. They were working in the White House, um, and it was uncovered not only by the New York Post, but by the Wall Street Journal, and it was documented. Yeah. Okay, so... Yep. And by the, by the way, there's still some people that are there that haven't had their security clearances lifted. So uh, they haven't cleaned house yet, Tony. No, that's Ariane Tabatabai. She's still there. Um, so so and then we have coming up with with um, James Comer in the Congressional Judiciary Committee. They're going to be interviewing uh, uh, Robert um, James Biden who's the president's brother, and he was doing a lot of deals in Iran. I don't know, you know, if they have all the countries that were involved. This is this is a disgrace, and he's going to be called before the committee. So I think there's just some kind of sense of urgency again. I could be wrong. I don't want to make a conspiracy theory up. No, but, but th- that's follow. a great point. That's a great point. You know, you got to follow the money. Follow the money, right? You have to follow the money, you were told last night by another caller tonight. So great job, Rita. And thank you for reporting all this to us. And we just have to stay clear focused. There's a battle against good and evil. And if you want to call something good that's evil, we're not going to tolerate it. Not in this country. We didn't fight for this country to put up with this crap. We did not. Bravo, Tony. I love your spirit, and I have the same. I love it. Norm on line five. Norm, your thoughts. Hi, Rita. Okay, listening to Susan Sarandon, what a stupid schmuck she is. Pardon me for saying that, Rita. But anyway, um, look, uh, you know, this is, uh, when it comes to Israel, um, I just want to let you know, I am going today to support Israel rally, which will be in Washington, D.C., and hopefully we can put out the same numbers as the uh, lunatic uh, pro-Palestinian uh, terrorist supporters out there. Um, By the way, bravo you know, for you for going. I'm so glad you're going, Norm. Um, that's going to be great in Washington, D.C., and I know that they've been promoting it. And um, a whole, I hope a whole bunch of people come out and say we stand together for freedom and for democracy uh, because just as Tony just said, uh, good has to prevail. Um, and good people have to bandy together with a common mission. It should be a pretty clear mission. Get rid of the terrorists. I didn't think getting rid of the terrorists was a trick question. Uh, it's, it's incredible. Norm, thank you very much. And do me a favor, Norm, call us You're tomorrow welcome. night. I want to hear how the I rally will. goes, please. Thanks, Norm, so much. I appreciate it. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. And you're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. You're listening to The Rita Cosby Show.
It's the Rita Cosby Show. And you just heard from Norm, there is going to be a big pro-Israel march tomorrow in Washington, D.C., and that will obviously be a powerful display in support of Israel, which is trying to do the right thing and tell people to get out of the hospital. And they also say that right below it are all these Hamas tunnels, and there may be some of the hostages, too. So it's a very tricky situation. And this comes as, you know, we're hearing these just horrible, horrible stories. There's also word that tomorrow on Capitol Hill and elsewhere that the Israelis will be showing some of the footage to members of Congress in a closed session of some of the videotapes that they got from some of the body cam and pro cam video uh, of what uh, the Hamas terrorists were doing. Because remember, they were videotaping their brutal, disgusting slaughter. And I agree with Tony. It is good versus evil. It is clear. Uh, let's go to Sandra, line two. Sandra, your thoughts. Oh, good evening, Rita. Um, I wanted you to know that an Arabic copy of uh, Hitler's Mein Kampf was found in a child's room, and, and, and it's being used by Hamas. Now, I know that Amazon sells those T-shirts from the river to the sea. So I looked up that book, and they also sell that book, which I'm tempted to buy because I want to see what it says. But I wanted well, to end you know what, it with you a know, nice- By the way, Sandra, I, I did hear about that, that that was found in a school where all these Hamas terrorists uh, were. So it was found on, I think, one of the terrorists or something, too, as well. I By the way, you Uh-oh. just said, hang on, you just said, I didn't even realize that they sell that on Amazon and that they sell oh, from yeah. the river to the sea on Amazon, too? T-shirts, yes, they do. Uh, and I wrote something to them to take it down. Of course, they probably didn't even read it. But I wanted to end this call on a beautiful note. Guess who I'm meeting for breakfast tomorrow morning? Who are you meeting? Tony. Tony. <laughs> oh, you're lucky you. Well, here's what you got to do. When you see Tony, you got to give her a big hug from me because I love you oh, both. I, I, I will. <laughs> and I thank you for this. <laughs> All um, right, Rita, good night. I love when great girls reunite. That's awesome and connect. That is fantastic. Have a great breakfast. I can't wait to hear about it from both of you. That's fantastic. How beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Uh, let's go to Joe uh, on line four. Joe, uh, this is, can you believe I didn't realize they're selling Mein Kampf and also that's Hitler's manifesto, if you will, or what he was, you know, his, his message that he was reading. Remember that he wrote prior to, uh, World War II and then also, uh, that they're selling from the river to the sea t-shirts on Amazon. That's disgusting. Rita, my love, I'm going to give you rapid fire as usual. First of all, this American Marine volunteered at 17. I wasn't old enough to vote. I'm in a wheelchair, which is cancer-causing chemicals made in communist China. Oh, my, you know, Joe, do me a favor. Sadly, we got to go to a break. Uh, but you know how much I love our veterans. You got to call tomorrow night. And we'll talk further. We love you.